Hey y'all, it's Kiara. And it's Anastasia. And welcome, welcome to Bleach. Bleach. <sighs> Guys, really like, don't hate us. We have not been the best with consistency, but yeah, we haven't missed more than like two weeks at one time. <laughs> That's still a long time. Guys, but we only missed one week this time, but it's because... Oh, we missed a whole week? Just because Thursday we were supposed to post. I thought we just late. Oh, so you don't want to... Never mind. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> but yeah, basically, um, yes. it, we left school on Wednesday, right? And we actually we had plenty of time. We could have filmed it before, but we really did. We were guys. We were just procrastinating a lot. We didn't pack till Tuesday night, and yeah. our flight was like Wednesday. And that flight was horrible. Don't fly with Southwest guys. <laughs> like, oh, that's what we were t- going to talk about. Yeah. Don't put no companies. They might sponsor us. The f- oh well. <laughs> bleep. But. <laughs> No, they don't they landed yeah, guys it was not it's so funny guys Anastasia's is scared of flying so like she was like scream like not screaming but like screeching the whole time and like yeah i'm not really scared of like heights it's just like them planes i don't know just sitting in a plane and being in the air i don't know it's just my anxiety my nerves are bad yeah i felt so bad but like at the same time it was really hilarious no it was hilarious but like i'm really like I'm glad Anastasia just came here. She's yeah. spending time with my family. I know. We're at Kira's house and it's so beautiful. <sighs> Kira's oh, just thanks. such a beautiful par- person. Oh, thank you. But yeah. But yeah, that's what's going. That's like what's a little update about us. But we're really mm-hmm. excited about this episode. If you guys follow my personal Instagram, I actually posted a little sneak peek about it. Really? Yeah, before... So Anastasia did a social media cleanse. Oh. So this is when you were, like, cleansing. But yeah. I was basically just saying, like, when we said we wanted to talk about this, like, mm. I went to, like, my Bible to find some things about it, and, like, I was just posted what I felt on my Instagram. Oh, wow. I just want to say we watched a movie yesterday. It was called God's Not Dead. Yes. And I just want to tell you guys, God is not dead. Yeah, definitely. But, oh, yeah, we said we are going to say at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But... We have these good topics, yeah. you know, we conjured up, yeah. whipped up. But yeah, so, like, basically, the first question that, like, you know, I want to basically just throw in your guys' head and our heads, like, while we start this conversation is, like, why is dating, like, why is, when you're in a relationship, God being the center of that relationship important? Mm. And why Anastasia and I personally came to the conclusion that we both only want to date Christian men? Yeah. So, Yeah. And really, this is, like, a great topic because the movie yesterday we were watching, God's Not Dead, it kind of, like, had this in it. Yeah. So definitely, guys, go watch that movie. But, I mean, of course, you, being a Christian, you want God in all aspects of your life. You know, God is supposed to be your number one because God is supposed to lead you in everything that you do. And so especially, like, you God's know... That's my 1 through 100. <laughs> <laughs> that's what marriage is. It's a union between you, your spouse, and, and God. And so... As a Christian, you date to marry, and dating, it just seems right to date Christian people, Christian men. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, that's, that don't even sound right if you dated somebody. Yeah. And I think, like, like even in the movie, we saw an example of this. But, like, to be a Christian and date someone that is not as strong, or even in the faith like you are, yeah. they don't respect you. And it's like, how can you have a relationship with God if the people around you don't have that same relationship? Exactly. Especially, like... Uh, like in that type of relationship because it's like like you know that's a very strong like you know and it can yeah. it can become 
your flesh can eat you within these relationships absolutely very easily so to not have god within that for both of you guys it's like you know mm-hmm. it's very hard and like i was telling anastasia when we were watching the movie i was like it's one thing to be dating a christian and they respect your faith and like you guys just kind of like go your separate ways when it comes to that right but once you're in a relationship with someone who's not christian and they don't respect you and they think you're a joke because you're a christian yeah. that's just so problematic like it's toxic i think both are problematic and both are toxic but that's a different level like yeah definitely mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense and I, and like even besides relationships i feel like i want god in all of my all my friendships our relationships mm-hmm. And like, I feel like if you're if you have people around you who aren't Christian, you know, I mean, it's good. Like people can be good people, but it's just different when people have have the same faith as you. They can share this with you. I feel like it's like a different level of connection. Absolutely, definitely. Like even like you know, with friendships, like with our friendship, you know, mm-hmm. I would say like you know, my other friendships, they're not as strong because we don't have God in the center of our you yeah. know friendship. You know, and I feel like with relationships, like. Like, you know, God has to be, like, you know, you can't go and find a man. You need God to bring someone exactly. to you, you know? And I feel like, you know, I keep saying, like, you know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, God, like, he's really, he's faithful and he's going to provide for you what you need. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times we think we need relationships and God is not moving on fast enough for us. Or God is not bringing the right ones to me at the right time. But right. it's really like, you know... That's, like, you know, that's not... Or sometimes we use these friendships or these relationships to fill a void in us. Which we should be filling that void with God, you know, or Jesus, you know? And I feel like that's when it becomes problematic as well. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, ultimately nothing in this world, no person, no thing is going to fulfill us except for the Lord. And so when you... Yeah, something Karen told both of us when she was, like, um... She was, like... As humans, we're going to fail each other. Your right. friends are going to fail you. Yeah. Your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, everyone is going to fail you. Right. Except for God. And that even there, right there, like, when you're in a relationship, you have to understand that these people are not going to be perfect. And I feel like, you know, having God in that equation, it just helps you more understand, you know, like... Right. We're going to fail each other, right. but ultimately, you know, like, God is not going to fail me, Exactly. You know? And another thing is, like, you know, when you have people in your life that aren't Christians, you know, just like how God uses Christians to be the salt and light of the world, the devil uses people as well. And I feel like, you know, in in a an entanglement I was in, it's just like, you know, of course, me and Kiara, our friendship is very strong, I would say, and, like, a lot of people notice that. And so, like, you know... Karen, our mentor was telling us, like, you know, well, the devil doesn't like that you guys are so close. He doesn't like that, you know, that you guys are growing in your faith together. And I just had people, non-Christians, people I I had around myself tell me, like, oh, like, why are you in here so close? Like, are y'all dating? Da, da, da. And it was just so crazy for me to hear that because it was like, you know, God is in my friendship. And, like, the devil really doesn't like that. And he uses people to make me feel discouraged or he'll use people to make you feel bad about you know what god what you know god has for you so that's another thing with like being around people who aren't christian and just like dating even guys who aren't christians like you know they're gonna look down on your your christian like 
relationship friendships exactly and and it might not even be them personally it's just like the devil like you know it's it's a fight and you know as a christian you know what that fight is but as a non-believer you know you're just really kind of thrown around yeah and you have like kind of like ideas of what you think things are yeah or like like i think like a lot of like how do i word this a lot of people who like you know claim to follow god but yet Mm -hmm. don't live by like you know the word of god or don't try to live like you know they try to they try to like proclaim that they're you know a christian and that they love the lord but yet they don't live a lifestyle nor do they like you know exalt like you know being a christian and then they'll try to like say things like you know oh like well what do you know i'm a christian too or like i love the lord too and i'm just like Mm. Mm-mm. I'm like, you know, I'm sure you do believe, but it's like you're not living the life that God wants for you. You're not you're not exactly. having a personal relationship with him, you know? And I feel like that's yeah. a big thing because it's like, you know, it's one thing to believe in God, but it's one thing to trust in God and, like, right. follow God, you know? Because yeah. everyone, like, you know, a lot of people who are not, who are doing everything outside of, you know, God's plan, yeah. and they still, you know post on social media or like we'll be quick to tell you oh i have a relationship with god or like you know i pray but it's like you pray but are you living like are you living for christ are you living like is is god and jesus number one in any of your relationships any anything any aspect of your life do you know who god is and that's something that like i find so irritating to me just with like being on social media just being in you know, this modern society, it's just like people will throw God's name around, they'll do this, but it's like a direct contradiction to their lifestyle that they're living. And it's just something that, you know, I understand, but it's just like at the same time, it's so like I feel really disrespected. Yeah. As a Christian fighting this fight, you know, trying to live for Jesus and it's just like, Well, y'all think that this is like I don't know it's just like a game yeah and it's it's so sad to see or like people who are like you know I'm gonna have fun now and I'm gonna just repent before I die (laughs) and I'm just like tomorrow is not promised to anyone and I just feel like you know life with Christ just makes so much more sense to me you know absolutely like it just doesn't yeah that so-called fun that y'all want to have like y'all are not miss gonna miss anything like this is living with jesus is so much better you know and it's 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 sad that like you know people even myself like before i had this relationship just like so blind and like so not knowing of what this relationship means and it's just it's, it's really sad and you know as a christian all we can do is spread the gospel but it's definitely sad to see the other side of that Definitely. Mm-mm-mm. Definitely. I feel like that's why, you know, whenever people do say something like, you know, oh, yeah, like, I really want a relationship with God, but I'm, like, I'm not ready. I just try to, like, you know, be sympathetic to their situation, but also, like, you know, yeah. like, you know, help them understand that that's not always, like, tomorrow is not promised to anyone, you know? Right. And, yeah. And I don't want it to come off as, like, you know, and it, like we're saying this in like a judgmental way because, you know, before I had this relationship with God, I was, you know, spiritually dead. I was blind, you know, and I know that's where other people are. So it's just like, you know. Yeah, if anything, like I really understand where they're coming from. Because, Absolutely. You know, um, 
we're all broken. I'm still broken, you know, like, I'm not perfect in any way, mean, any means, you know. Yeah. And, like, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I still fall short. I don't live perfectly, you right. know. But it's just, like, you know, I try my best to repent for everything that I do wrong. And I, I try to, you know, grow from those things. And I ask God to free me from my worldly ways and my flesh, you know. But a lot of people don't under, don't understand what they're doing is wrong. They're not knowledgeable even of mm-hmm. that it's wrong, you know. But, but yeah. So, it's at 12 minutes, which will... I'm trying to go to the... I think we, um, another thing about, like, you know, being in relationships with people who are Christian, like... The non-Christian relationships that I have seen have just been very just interesting. Like, they're very, I don't know, I feel like 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 boys mm-hmm. in these relationships do not know how to treat women. And they're just not like, and I feel like when you, do, like, like, I'll say with the De'Aaron Ken situation, a lot of people are like, um, oh my god, I don't believe in true love doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And they looked at the like these famous couples like, you know, like Dear and Ken. Mm-hmm. Like so basically, if you guys don't know, Dear and Ken are a famous YouTube couple, and basically um Ken, the boy, the guy in the relationship, he got cut hugging a girl and he kind of rubbed up against her butt. And the video like showed it and they're like, "Oh my god, um Ken's cheating on Dear." Mhm. You know, um, whatever. So then a lot of people, you know, on social media are like, oh my God, love doesn't exist. Love is dead. Like, Whew. nobody's faithful. A lot of people are, like, justifying it. Like, oh, like, you know, we all know that all men cheat. I'm just like... No, really. They're, and they're just like, like, everybody got to get cheated on once. And I feel like that goes back to, like, when you when you don't have, like, your relationship centered around Christ, you have no standards. You have right. no, like... No, no morale, you know, right. to your relationship. Like the Bible clearly tell shows like a man how to how how to be ready for a wife, how to you know mm-hmm. like treat a wife, you know, and yeah. it is against adultery, against like all of these things, you know. Literally. And I think like when you don't when you don't have that understanding of why those things are wrong and why those things are not okay in a relationship, rather than just what the world says is wrong with right. it. That 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 turns. I'm not saying Christian men don't cheat. You get me? Because there is definitely, you know, I'm sure there is men, Christian men that cheat. But I think like a, a Christian man that's true in his faith and true with you and God in his relationship, right. he's not going. You're not gonna have to worry about no him cheating. You right. know, and that's really the blueprint. God's blueprint. It's like you know, as a Christian, you date. Well, as a Christian woman, you know, you date. A Christian man that'll have a relationship with the Lord. And so that's why I feel like as a Christian woman, it's a no-brainer. Of course, I'm going to look for a Christian man to date. And so, yeah. I mean, that's that's so obvious in, like, relationships that aren't centered around Christ. Or, like, you know, it's just, like, I mean, I'm not surprised as, like, to why things are the way they are. Why society is normalizing cheating. It's just because, like... Lord the Lord, I don't know, but it's like the lack of the Lord and the gospel and like knowing, but absolutely, and that brings me to the topic of people not like a lot of people are like on social media talking about like the De'Aaron Ken situation, mm-hmm. 
But it's a lot of people are like, well, we have other things going on. Like, did y'all study for y'all finals? Like, COVID, we're in a pandemic. It's COVID going around. Like, people are still dying. COVID cases are still rising. And we can cases see that. Cases are at the highest that they've been yeah. ever. I'm scared. <laughs> like, Definitely. I'm really scared. It's just like, you know, even this semester in college, it wasn't. They tried to make it normal, but like it, it, it was. It shouldn't have been a regular semester. Like we shouldn't been, have been having events, you know. And of course, there wasn't as many events as like you know a normal fall semester in college. But at an HBCU, guys. Mm. Yeah, no, you're fine. Like an H an HBCU fall semester is supposed to be iconic yeah. with homecoming, with just like different things. I remember my freshman year of fall semester, my freshman year, I joined. There was I was a part of so many organizations, and we did like so many things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like now this semester, those things couldn't have happened. Definitely. Just because of COVID, and another thing is like you know, although like you know the government and like you know the colleges they were trying to take COVID more seriously the students like there was still like a lot of parties yeah and then there was still like events it's just like a lot of things going on that just like went kind of against COVID guidelines and yeah I would actually like speaking of this not even like our school like I know like Penn State Mm. they had it really bad it's a PWI and I'm just like a lot of I feel like one we should not have gone back to school. Absolutely no not. Absolutely. You not. know, because it just wasn't like you know, these are all grown adults. College is uh, adults, you know, growing adults, and they're not listening to anyone, you know, mm-hmm. and like they tried their best to enforce the mask rule, but how do you guys enforce the mask rule when they leave campus? When right. like there's off campus parties, like yeah. you know, and um I noticed that the cases started to rise after Halloween, and mm. I will say there was like you know there was a lot of parties going on around our school, and we're a small school, right. so I can only imagine what like the bigger state schools, you know, what yeah. they were going through, and I just feel like, you know, with coronavirus, like. I'll say starting kind of Halloween, yeah, mm-hmm. around Halloween. Exactly. Yeah, Anastasia and I, like, made the decision because we, we knew we were coming to my house. And I live with my grandma and my mom. And we made the decision to um, not go out as much and try to, like, social distance. We only really went to, like, church events and, mm-hmm. like, to go get food. Just to um, be more precautious because right. we knew we were coming home. And I think, like, so the weekend, this weekend before... Like, the weekend before we, we left here, mm-hmm. there was a lot of really big parties just for yeah, um, random lot. reasons. And I think, like, you know, everyone is going home. We're not the only ones going home to grandmas. We're not the only ones going home to moms. Really? And I just think it's very careless of, like, as us as students, you know. Absolutely. For not taking care of it, but also, like, administrators for like, allowing this to go on. Absolutely. And I don't want to, like, I don't want anyone to think that. I mean, just my school, like, every school that came back to school, you know. Yeah. Like, there's no school that was able to just fully contain all these students and like all of these students went to gatherings like we're not the only school that had parties every school yeah yeah that brought their students back we're we're throwing parties and that's just very problematic like it's like with the pandemic i just feel like it needs to be taken a lot serious a lot more seriously you know absolutely and less not even the schools not even college it's just like businesses Mm -hmm. at like you know establishments it's like why Waffle House still got a B rating? 
That's what I want to know. They're not even wearing masks in some of these (laughs) restaurants, some of these. um, And it's really astonishing to me that, you know, COVID cases are at the highest. But back in quarantine, you know, COVID cases were lower, but we were all quarantined. It's just like, why are what's what is what is going on? Yeah. If you guys can't tell, we are very pro quarantine because very pro. Yeah. I don't see the problem. It's like, I know, you know, we don't no one wants to be inside, but no one wants to die on because of COVID. Yeah. Like, not even like like that. It's just like, but these cases just keep going. Like, we're never going to get our freedom back. Like, exactly. this semester was really hard. Like, you know, super we hard. We couldn't have events. We had to wear a mask all over the place. We couldn't even eat in the cafe. And like, guys, eating in the cafe at HBCU is an experience within itself. Like, <laughs> no, really. Like, you get me in just so many things. Like, you know, we weren't able to do because of Corona. And it just right. sucks that you know people are not understanding that if we just do this yeah we can we can get through it but you guys want to hear a really funny joke that i saw on twitter so joe biden was like someone said oh joe biden and kamala harris are going to like lock everybody up like do a quarantine again if um when he gets in the office, and then somebody quote tweeted it, and they were like, "If it's one thing they know how to do, is lock somebody up." That's so funny. I thought that was like hilarious. I don't know, but yeah. But I'm really, you know, I'm really kind of upset because it's like we're in a pandemic, you know, with this virus going around, people lives are being changed and it's just like we're just i don't know whose idea was it to just throw us back into normal society it's like it's just so like i'm thinking about it's like why was i why did i want to go get this degree this semester like why was i why are we just acting like everything is okay like this is not taking an emotional toll a physical like it's just i feel like if anything it's getting worse too because it's like absolutely during the summertime and like during fall semester they could just do everything outside when when we come back, it's gonna be too cold to do everything outside. Exactly. Even with restaurants, like their solution is, oh, let me put some tent out outside. That's not gonna keep being able to work. Like, exactly. And yeah, I'm just like I can't believe America. Like people are, and even One like thing is we're gonna do it's gonna fail you. <laughs> no, really, it's just like, and then, pro like looking back, it's just like. I can't believe that this was even a debate of, like, wearing masks, doing this, doing that. Why were people protesting this? Yeah. And even, like, like a lot of students at our school, you know, and I'm sure this is at every school. This is just our own personal experience. Yeah. But they were like, oh, I don't care if I get it. Like, I'll be sick for two weeks and then I can go out. And I'm just like, that's just very careless of you to think or say so something selfish. like that. Because it's like, you know, you can get it and give it to the dorm directors. You can do it. You can get it and give it to a teacher on accident. And, like, they're more high risk. Or you can even get it and go home and give it to your family. And I just feel like... That's just very careless. Like. Very careless. Why well, I don't know why people... And it just shows you some people, just, like, certain people just really don't care about things that are, like, really relevant mm-hmm. and going on. It's really sad to see. And I don't know what the future holds, what our the rest of our college experience will be, but I just... I just pray. Yeah, it's sad because you really can't see an, an end to... Oh my gosh. Here. You really can't see an end to the situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, um, yeah, so our next topic is we wanted to talk about our HBCU experience. Y'all, really, you can really stop listening if we talked about this already, but I'm pretty sure we haven't. Right. I think... I don't think we covered it the way we wanted to cover it. What? We... 
Oh, yeah. It's we're at twenty three minutes. Okay. Yeah, I think we've kind of like glanced over it, but I don't think we like really dove in the way you wanted to. Y'all, so the HPC experience. How do I strike this? Um, Here, please start it, cause I don't think I can. Guys, really, the HPC you experience is really beautiful, and like you know, beautiful, beautiful. I would say like it's very crafty. <laughs> Crafty. Crafty. Mm. It's very interesting. It's interesting. very um imaginative and unique. unique. Very Yeah. But really it's hard for us to say because we've only had the HBCU experience. True. We haven't had but, that PWI experience. I mean, I think I don't know. I don't I think I've I might have had like, you know, a, a PWI experience in college, but I kind of had a PWI experience in high school. Or like, you know Yeah, me too, definitely. Yeah, and I'll say coming from that is within itself an experience definitely absolutely you know and this experience the hbcu experience i will say it's a beautiful thing but while it's a beautiful thing it's not for the week (laughs) like i mean it's you know it's gonna show you things that you've it's gonna change you and i feel never mind (laughs) it's gonna build you up Break you down first, though. I think it's like, you know, I had someone tell me, like, you know, oh, well, I feel like an HBCU experience is not a real-world experience, or you're getting sheltered. That's not, guys, that's probably the biggest lie I've ever heard in my entire life. I definitely came from a PWI to uh, HBCU. I definitely, like, even though I endured, like, racism, and, like, I endured, like, you know, not feeling good enough because of, like, my skin, I still feel like I'm being taught, like, the most valuable lessons now, like, at my HBCU. And I feel like, you know, I'm being built up, and I'm being taught so much knowledge about just the world by being and I feel like like so many people you know are controversial about HBCUs like mm-hmm. why do we still have them even my own little sister was like oh only black people can go to no anybody can go to an HBCU they yeah. do not discriminate yeah. um but I feel like I learned so much about like you know just everything and like I've you know I feel like for my situation especially like I moved almost 2,000 miles away like I learned so much about myself. I've grown so... Like, if anyone talked to me from high school and talked to me now, I'm a whole new person. No, and I will say, the growth that you'll have is is very evident. Like, even from, like, freshman year to sophomore year. Semesters, like, like, you just can tell. You just grow so much. (laughs) So You become so much much of a stronger person. Definitely. And it's not, like, it's not the easiest road. And I feel like that's that's the value in it. Like, you know? Just, like, when I go to the real workplace, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, you know, all cute and everything, you know? Yeah. Not that HBCUs aren't, but it's just, like, you know, especially, I feel like, for us. Like, our HBCU experience, HBCU experience is very interesting because it's, like, we do we do go to a smaller HBCU, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And just, like, the location and, like, everything. But Absolutely. I am. Yeah. Even, like, living in Birmingham <sighs> has taught me so much, like, you know? So about, like, it's, like, an up-and-coming city. Like, you know, it's growing into, like, a really right. good economy, you know? And I feel like that's just so beautiful just to see within itself, you know? Absolutely. It's definitely, you know, while it was, it it's gonna, it's a challenge. It's it's beautiful, nonetheless. Yeah. Very beautiful. And even, like, seeing Kiera, just seeing, like, my class become sophomores and go on to do the things that they wanted to do, it's it's beautiful. And definitely 
black excellence is instilled in me and will forever be I feel like that's kind of part of like you know what I wanted that's why I chose an HBCU and so I'm getting that and I don't know a lot of people say you know going to HBCU is like a family bond would you say that Kira? Yeah, kind of like a distant family. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of hard to say that just because, of like, with corona, like, yeah. we've all kind of been separated. Yeah. But I definitely, like, really, like, you know, from mm-hmm. the people, like, even the people who are not my closest friends, I would, like, you know, I could text them and be like, hey, like, you know, do you know anything about this? Or, like, yeah. you know, like, even, like, you know, people that we just know, like, you know? Definitely. It's very, it's it's a wonderful thing to see you grow into yourself in an atmosphere like this. Mm. God, my curls have just like, let's talk about that. Yeah, we call here, we call Kiara's hair HBCU curls. Because my stuff was rough before I walked in here, y'all. But now, you know, it got a little bounce to a little curl <laughs> to it. Yeah, actually, like the um, I've actually never worn out like my natural hair, but I've worn it twice since being here. Beautiful. And like out of these two years, it's just not a lot, but like y'all, that's a lot for me. Like, yeah, I've never ever felt confident within my hair, or like you know, like especially my natural hair. Yeah, and like yeah, I've done a twist out, and it was it was cute. (laughs) I really like. I love to see it. (laughs) That's such a beautiful thing, and and you know, a lot of great things like you know come out of this. Come out of college in general. You're yeah. going to, you know, find yourself beautiful things. Beautiful things. I yeah. think the cold medicine is kicking in. Not the cold medicine. <laughs> wow, we're at 29 minutes. Wow, well, yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. Of course. Guys, I mean, what did I say? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, we have a small audience, like, every time I go in and see that, like, two or three people listen, I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, Absolutely. I hope they enjoyed it, but... Yeah, thanks you guys for listening this far. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.